chinesisches Tor. Der deutsche Spargelkult müsse enden. Germany's beleaguered defense minister has temporarily dropped his PhD Deutschland ist eine Perle der deutschen Industrie. Und ich glaube, das kann man nicht Ich weiß, wie viel Liebe dahinter steht. Wenn Glühweinstände aufgebaut werden, wenn Wachstum. Spargelweltmeister ist China, denn die bauen 60 Mal mehr. Hey, this is Ted. Welcome to Spaßbremse. Oh, hi, it's Michelle. You're the other one that does this podcast with me, yeah. remember? Cool. And we are joined once again by some friends from Corner Spati. We promise we are still two different podcasts at this point. Um, you know, we we considered a merger. There were some negotiations. Um, Nick, for his part, was demanding to be chief financial officer of Bosch Spati AG uh, Entertainment. I will get my way. But he, he stormed out, so we had to cut off the negotiations. But we're still here to bring you another episode. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, hi, I'm Nick, uh, the uh, FDP of Corner Spati, if you will. I'm Julia, I guess. The oh, shit, sorry. I'm Julia. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm Kieran. I'm, I have nothing on this. I'm the maybe the D Urbana of the uh, <laughs> of Cornish Beatty. I picked a cooler part than you. <laughs> all right, yeah. Well, thank thanks for joining us again. Um, you probably some of you have seen that we all did an election night live show with these people, and uh, it turned out pretty well. And we 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 kept going for a while, so we're only now able to bring you an episode recording several days after election night. But we're here, and we want to recap all of that stuff. That happened on election night. The, um, I guess we could say mostly dismal results all around. Yes. Yeah. Rare bright spots. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if we want to put it into summary, there was like we went in kind of realistically hoping for two things, which was SPD victory in the country, mm -hmm. green victory for Berlin, just as a means of stopping Giffy, and we got one of those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the to make that a bit more bitter, right, was that. We were hoping in the best of all cases, really, that if the SPD would take the lead on the federal level, they would then be able to, if the numbers were there, make what's called a red-red-green coalition with mm. the SPD, Die Linke, and the yeah. Greens, who would ideally have had a majority in order to make an actual fairly progressive left-wing government um, due to Die Linke's very poor performance and just scraping by... Um, actually under the 5% threshold that you need mm -hmm. to get into parliament. However, they won three seats directly. And so if you go under 5% and yet win at least three seats directly, then you still get your share. So they got, you, they got in basically on a technicality. All of your seats that you win over Zweitstimme. Yeah, exactly. Get in, which is 39 seats. Yeah, so yeah. that's where they're at. And yeah, just to, just to run down the, the exact numbers here, it was pretty close to the polling, 25.7 uh, for the SPD, 24.1 for the Union, uh, CDU, CSU combination, and then the Greens coming in third place with only 14.8, which was quite a bit worse than, than they were hoping for, um, FDP coming in, in at 11.5, and the AFD at 10, and then Linka scraping in at 4.9 which should have technically not been enough to get in except for that three seat direct mandate technicality that we talked about um so you know it's it's good that they made it in but it's not really the way you want to do it and the nope. real underdog of the night ssw the danish interest <laughs> one party seat. One one seat. Seat. which we can explain later shout out <laughs> <laughs> making it into parliament yeah yeah so what what are your guys' main takeaways? Like, obviously, having SPD over Union is better than not having that. Um, having Lashit basically just make himself look like a fool and maybe his political career is, uh, well, it's certainly not on the up and up. We can say that. <laughs> um, so there's there's some good things there. But, but what this means is effectively that rather than being able to play what's the so-called like traffic light or ampul coalition off of a potential red, red, green, and the Greens and SPD plus the FDP, the conservative, uh, economically conservative party, um, that's the ample coalition. So that's what's going to happen now. 
ideally before the election, what people were sort of hoping for was that there'd be a threat that those same two first parties, the Greens and the SPD, could do a coalition with the Linka and use that, either do that outright or use that as leverage against Lindner and the FDP to try to get more concessions. Now those two parties don't have anywhere to go except the FDP, essentially. Yeah. And so, like, it gives Lindner a good amount of power in that situation. So that's like the... That's the general the general vibe of what's happening. There's an off chance there could be a Jamaica coalition, which would be the FDP, the Greens, and the CDU. That's pretty unlikely because no one really wants Lashett to be leading the government, and they would in that scenario. Um, it's not mathematically impossible, and it's not totally politically impossible. In Germany, you don't actually have to win the most votes to lead the government. So, like, you can just make... Um, you can make a coalition even if you didn't win. So that could happen. But yeah, that, that covers generally what happened. But what, what's your guys like take away the vibe from the night? I mean, so uh, for me, I guess one thing to add just on top of that is like my understanding is the Spitzenkandidat system is pretty much completely informal. So like even if it was a CDU-led coalition, like a Jamaica coalition, they could, for whatever like politically savvy reasons or whatever self interests or things align, could just say "fuck you, Lashish." Zuda, yeah, Zuda, <laughs> or I don't know some. Third. Same thing with Baerbock is oh, like yeah. kind of happening already with Habeck being like, "All right, that you, I would be you had your run, uh, step aside, <laughs> oh. you tanked." <laughs> yeah. So cool, because yeah. I, I think everyone I know who voted green after switching from like yeah. uh, SPD or Dilenko were doing it because she was a woman. So that'd be great if that happened. Um, I love basing my politics solely on that. That <laughs> yeah. seems to always work, right? The, um, I mean, I, I guess for me, the whole thing feels like nothing is going to change. Really, <laughs> like Roko. Yeah, like, yeah we, that's another thing that could happen is that talks could kind of collapse again. That would be again, so wild. And we could get reverse Groco or just, yeah, yeah, Groco. Would be because Lindner doesn't get his finance finished. Yeah. <laughs> would they call it Co-Grow? Co-Grow? Co would they, like, do that? I hate saying it, so I hope Coalition not. like that. Coalition grows. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they literally might. That has something French to it. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, the the issue being right that like there hasn't been a three party coalition like that's that's unprecedented, and the negotiations for that are very difficult because as it is now, the Greens and the FDP, the the third and fourth largest parties, are negotiating bilaterally to try to come up with their red lines and then their terms, and then they want to go meet the bigger parties. So they're sort of like determining internally what they want, and then they have to. They're going to effectively let the large parties court them and into see, seeing what kind of coalition is formed. And so it's like it creates this two-step bargaining process that makes it a lot more chaotic and a lot harder to figure out how that's going to play out in the long run. And that's why there have been some people speculating of like, well, this like very rickety three-party system could happen or two coalition partners that have been governing together for years, Yay. they know how it works. <laughs> yeah. This time, the SPD no, would do the Exactly, chancellor. exactly. Isn't that I, beautiful? It's like, it's like a dead marriage and like the only way they can like mix it up is just like, oh, no, no, like you... Uh, you take out the trash and I'll do the dishes this week instead <laughs> exactly. of the other, the reverse. Yeah. Like it's, it's going to be well, a very. It did happen last time, right? It did happen last yeah, time. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, but yeah, it was the, the same division. Was, of power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. there was actually a snarky comment that Mitsunich. I know uh, he said did. that then because last time I will quote uh, him exactly because I did translate uh, him today. Yeah, I I cut that, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that. Okay. He said that then he did not appreciate the antics of certain parties, uh, wink, out. wink, the, uh, the, the FDP, hanging out and making like backroom deals on balconies um, instead yeah. of like properly negotiating. So uh, throwing shade specifically at Christian Lindner, who is not in yeah. well favor with the SPD right now. Can you just say for the, uh, the audience who this person is that uh, saying that? The, oh, he's uh, going to most likely be the new head, the party, uh, party head of the SPD. Because they have to decide about him. Wait, Christian Lindner? Is no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, now they're switching it up. Uh, no, Mitzenich, Mitzenich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's going to be the new Olaf Scholz, I guess. But parliamentary right? group yeah, yeah. leader, as far as I know, yeah, yeah. before and like, yeah, now they are discussing. Yeah. So, um, but the thing, all right. So you were mentioning before, actually, Ted, about how uh, you don't think that it'll end up in Jamaica, and. I, uh, uh, being Team Lindner here of, uh, you know, the Cornish Beatty, I do think that then that he does, 
this is not a bit. This is absolutely real. This is my opinion before I say something, you know, stupid. I think that then that the FTP is going into these negotiations, the significantly stronger party than the Greens, because Lindner's goal was very much at the beginning of levying the CDU. I mean, regardless of what the outcome would be, I think that then the unwillingness then of him kind of outright uh, acknowledging to Olaf Scholz that then like he wants the finance ministry, Olaf Scholz would probably let Linda in it with no power whatsoever, that then he would pretty much be like, you can have the position theoretically, but you're going to do what I say. Linda doesn't want that. Him and Olaf Scholz disagree about a lot of things of, you know, mm. German, not even just financial policy, but just like how the German economy should be run in general. And I think that then that the CDU and their willingness to govern no matter what, and I think that they will literally kick out Laschet for this, will end up at the end of the day, maybe, I don't know if they'll form a coalition, but we'll get very close to then. Lindner turned down the SPD's talks yep. the first yep. day. The SPD sent already sent two mm -hmm. invitations to the Greens and to, to the FDP for the ex- mm -hmm. Exploratory talks. Exploratory talks, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Linda, Linda uh, yeah. proudly said that we uh, we will not be speaking to the SPD. Yeah. Uh, we will first be going to the Greens. And I think Linda actually Linda accepted an invitation from Laschet. Yeah. Um, informally, yeah. which so is. I mean, very of course weird. he wants Jamaica. That's yeah. yeah, because I mean, he can then do what yes. he wants because the CDU's economic goals are the same as his. To kind of um, add to that, I would just say that, like, the thing I've been thinking about is who wants it more. And I think Lindner is more willing to like fuck up the chance of a three-way coalition yeah. and just say, okay, fuck it, do Groco again. Yeah. Then Baerbach mm -hmm. is willing to do it. Like yeah. Lindner wants Jamaica more than Baerbach wants Ample, basically. And they can't make it without the FDP. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Greens like, cannot get into a coalition without knows, the FDP. Like, I mean, but like... I, People, yeah, well, they're not going to do that. <laughs> people, people would say the exact same thing of like, oh, but they can't make, you know, they can't make Jamaica without the Greens. And I'm like, yeah, but the Greens were willing to go into Jamaica exactly. yeah. last election. Mm -hmm. like, it was Merkel, sure, yeah. but like, so yeah. I mean, it's a lot of like for now. It's definitely just like a lot of speculation, and you could see any of these things falling apart. Really, like yeah. they all like. I don't see a ton of great arguments for any of them happening. Like, Ample seems the most likely but there also seem like there are so many chances for that to fall apart and yeah. so i they like i i see very good reasons for all of the potential coalitions to fail and so there yeah there could be definitely a period of uncertainty here but maybe um maybe they all get along and maybe it all works out i gotta say one thing about the rot rot green the red red green thing I thought that was never possible. Oh, yeah. And that is, first of all, because of how, like, especially the SPD in the West still sees Die Linke as, like, a continuation of the SED, like the former GDR party, for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you had so many... That was ousted, like... Actually... I think in the beginning, but, but Olaf Scholz, not in the beginning, but, like, during during the, the whole campaigning, and Olaf Scholz kind of had to still flirt with it and could not be like too open about it because they had a, um, a members referendum before and the members decided to vote for party heads that are quite from the like left uh, faction of the party um, so he wouldn't do it in the beginning but then when Amin Laschet started the culture war kind of thing saying like oh red red green we, this can't happen etc etc yeah. he had to take more of a stance um, during the campaigning so he would like I think um, be more yeah, yeah, open about it that he did not uh, consider it and also you have so many members in the SPD that like if you I mean you can see it on Twitter but you can see it in general as well saying like never with the extremists like which yeah. they call the left you exactly know, the left. I wanted to and mention someone like Kevin Kuhnert I mean this is like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. like the typical you know party path of someone like that calls himself a Marxist and then like becomes Gerhard Schröder but yeah yeah well I'm sure it's exactly yeah um <laughs> <laughs> Exactly to your point then of that in the press conferences that all these that the that predominantly the SPD 
And um, I'll take that back. They all, all three of them have been mentioning this, the FDP less or so. They all keep mentioning that they will speak to the Democratic parties, <laughs> which <Democrats>. specifically <laughs> using this word because it can be used to either talk about never going to a coalition with the AFD yeah. or possibly never going to a coalition with Die Linke because yeah. depending on who you are in these parties, you don't think of Die Linke as a Democratic party. The thing that is the funniest about this, though, is that probably one of the most anti-Democratic parties in Germany is the FDP. Oh, of course. Yeah. And they are like, again, their version of democracy is horribly just like, you know, upfront meritocracy, all that kind of shit, you know, uh, 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 you know, der Macht regelt, blah, blah, blah. They, I think that's so, the reason why I think that Jamaica is probably the most likely coalition to have is because at the end of the day, what Scholz is talking about, what, what uh, Habeck and to a lesser extent Baerbach is talking about because she's taken like a backseat to all this because the men of her party with Habeck, uh, it would be even more possible because, yeah, like exactly. back then, when they decided against Habeck, I thought, okay, they're going into the um, direction of Ampel coalition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like show the CDU here right now that they like choose someone who is probably like a bit more left yeah. than Habeck. <laughs> yeah, like they but didn't Habeck want to do a Baden- the reins right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they didn't want to do Baden-Württemberg. This is what yeah. they showed the CDU when when they when they. Uh, Elected, what's her name? Uh, Baerbock. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, of course. But the thing I think that then is just so interesting about that is that then this discussion of working with the Democratic parties, this and that and that, blah, 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 something that then the SPD, right, rightfully so, they mentioned that then the, the th- these three parties, the SPD, the Greens, and the FDP are the three that, that you know, had the largest gains, that they, they're the three big winners. Olaf Scholz says that then this is like the, the conclusion of that then these three parties should be the one making the government. He's not wrong. However, um, I legitimately think that then that the FDP cares the least about that and is a party of opportunists of, um, again, like I said, the most anti-democratic party in Germany, probably more so than the AFD, I would argue, and that um, they just don't care. They simply are at the means to an end for them then to get the thing that they want, which would be the control of the German, you know, finance ministry. I'm... Uh, there's also just like just to quickly say Die Linke was also very wary of going into a lot of these coalitions we were seeing coalition wariness within Berlin of Die Linke being like yeah. we kind of don't want to do this again and then the second thing is just my prediction now is it's going to be Jamaica or it's going to be GroKo basically I think either Christian Linder basically gets his way with Jamaica and if he doesn't he says fuck it pulls out completely not again yeah yeah basically <laughs> and um, his little his little his little like goons will love him for it yeah, yeah. he's gonna have yeah. a hard time turning down power again though a second like, time, yeah, yeah he, 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 he was unaffected by it though he had a know? chance to, i i i i see what you mean but i think like i think when you do it once it can be like you're holding out for a better bargaining position if you do it twice it seems like you're unserious about governing i think he's like weird there is a risk there yeah. i think and I think just on the topic of red, red, green, um, I agree that like it actually happening was very unlikely, even with the numbers were there. Um, I think it wasn't just unlikely, though, because of like Schultz and Baerbach backing away from it. I think they got a little scared and wanted to distance themselves rhetorically yeah. as the as the campaign wore on. I do think at the end of the day, it would have been very difficult both for like the Linka to have to compromise some of its positions. But I think its main usefulness, if it were mathematically possible, would have been to make Ample more likely mm-hmm. by kind of beating Lindner yeah, into a position yeah. of yeah. having sure. to give yeah. him a little more. Yeah. You could theoretically okay, that's still that's make not there a which creates red, red, a lot of chaos. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, they already started with that because it was like, I mean, Baerbock, even during campaigning, said she would not go in a coalition with the left, like yeah. with Die Linke. Like during campaigning, before we even know what the outcome would be, like off the link. You said the funniest thing today. Now that I remember about them getting the finance ministry. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Yuli and I were passing a uh, a Linda. what are they called? The, the poster. The like, posters. This is a big one that was in <laughs> quite spare. Yeah, yeah. And he looks like a marionette. Yeah. Like I've mentioned this before on at least our show that Christian Linder does not look like a real person. He looks like a, a puppet. And then Yulia then mentions to me that then maybe he has to get the finance ministry so that then he can become a real boy. Yeah. And that has not, <laughs> not left my brain. So much writing. I mean, <laughs> the only pushback I would put to like the whole he can't reject it a second time. I would think that if there was anyone within his party that could be like eyeing the throne. But as we've kind of talking a bit earlier off mic, 
FTP is the Christian Lindner party. He's pretty <laughs> yes. fucking safe. And it's not even that his party has to do well. A lot of the growth of his party this time around was the CDU shitting the bed. Like, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. where they picked up all their seats. Um, so, yeah, like, he didn't do anything particularly r- miraculous this I mean, election cycle. If all the Yulis, like, and all the kids keep continuing voting for the FTP, he will have another... Like he will have, yeah, <laughs> he will have another chance, like... Yeah. Well, the real Christian Lindner, please stand up. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing, is... Um, if you guys were alluding to some of the youth vote, is that it's <laughs> oh God, it's a bit different. I think it's probably a bit funny to hear for if we have any British or American listeners, is where young people in those countries do break pretty far left, like in a quite substantial way. Where I think it was like if in people, an extreme way, if it was like yeah, only yeah. people <laughs> under forty five could vote, like Bernie Sanders would have won like seventy percent landslide. Like, yeah, yeah, like same with Corbyn or something. Yeah, but not in Germany. <laughs> that is not at all here, which is one of the peculiar things about Germany. Is I and it kind of plays to like the whole theme that we try to get at with our podcast is even though there is this like huge social deterioration of material conditions here, it's just not perceived and people aren't allowed to think that there's a crisis really, and so. I- it's I have a really offensive theory about this, but yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, go on. All right, so my favorite stereotype of Germans that no one really knows is that Germans are in fucking college until they're like 30. Um, they just like keep going and keep doing a degree yeah, and, and stuff. <laughs> like, Okay, okay, I, I'm not against this, but for a lot of people, especially like middle class or like relatively comfortable people, college is kind of like effectively insulating you from a lot of the horrors of the real world. Like you... If you have support from your parents, you're staying away from like having a job that you really depend on or like rent really taking a shit ton of your wages. And that just breeds FTP voters, young FTP voters. I see that like under 30 support for that like. That is actually also a problem with Die Linke and, and like youth coming like uh, into the party of Die Linke, sure. that they have only the background of like preaching to the choir, basically. Like preaching to like. People, you know, they do uh, Hochschulpolitik and you have a lot of leftists in, in Hochschulpolitik in Germany as well. So a lot of the discourse, discourse, oh my God. Uh, yeah. Discourse, yeah. Discourse. Uh, That's why they all love Adorno because it's just like, it's it's leftism that then allows yeah. you to just But I guess we talk about the link and what's wrong with it later, yeah. I guess. So like, yeah, we'll, I, we'll get into that. Get briefly, back to that I think, later. Yeah. But, but I like, I, I just say that like within the UK and US, which you pointed to, the ideal FTP voter exists. They're just 14 years old. And yeah, for sure. And then that will come or crashing the few, down. Or they're the few kids that managed to get the Goldman Sachs internship. Sure. And they're yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. or like, or like found a tech company. Like well, a they're, they're, they're FTP kind of, people for life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you kind of get spat out in the go real to world sooner. But here people yeah. still <laughs> believe in this myth of meritocracy. Like it's, it's more acknowledged in the U.S. or the U.K. that like the sort of social ladder or, or whatever is is broken, and that like you know people will openly say like you know the American dream is dead. Like they'll like mm. they'll be very clear about stuff like that, and and it seems like young people have a better they've reckoned better with the sort of lack of future that they have in the more of the Anglo countries. And here it's like people still believe the bullshit, even though social mobility is actually lower by some measures than in the U.S. And so I think that breeds this like kind of optimism that people are like, well, if I vote for the FDP, you know, like they're going to have like we're going to get better Internet. We're going to have like more innovation and like all this stuff. And so like yeah. that rhetoric has a lot of appeal. We should say the party for young people that's almost tied both. At, I think it was like 22 and 23 percent with the greens. And like that's a bit more logical. I think people could probably see yeah. where that's coming from more. Yeah. But I think both of those yeah. are like vibe parties, though, like they they're do Internet. Yeah, yeah. Like the FTP's vibe literally like on their posters just said like five votes for freedom like literally <laughs> a four-year-old could have made that s- yeah. like slogan yeah. I mean, and the greens is i like climate about. i like freedom like they're yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, just yeah. interchangeable yeah. Exactly. like values that you can say that don't yeah. really have any concrete politics attached and they're and their politics like the thing is though, that the fdp has a clear politic unlike the greens but just that then like the fdp like like you guys mentioned is that like in another country would exist in a 13 year old yeah where that and i think too that then maybe a part of it has to also then be possibly breaking away from the very left-wing university culture or youth culture of germany there is like that for a lot of people particularly if they're in like metropolitan areas like berlin 
or you know in and even in large cities like Munich and Cologne and whatnot like the youth culture is very much left wing and i i could see because of the internet because the internet space is younger people being like oh these guys talking about marx uh i'm reading milton friedman that is a real thing that like i think a lot of us in our lefty bubble don't realize that there are so many bizarre other political bubbles oh oh i know the yuli bubble and i know (laughs) i know that they love to combine fdp with like a fucking rice flag for example exactly they They really embrace the capital fascism kind of thing yeah Yeah, definitely and you see these kids everywhere but I, i guess it's also that they like they basically can have their own party here, so it stands out more, and it's more, yeah, it's more yeah, shocking. Yeah, sure. Like yeah. you know, they would make there. There are those like briefcase American flag love Hayek kids at American colleges, but yeah. like they all vote Trump though in the U.S. Yeah, you know? exactly, yeah. exactly. They're not. There's not really because there aren't different I mean, parties. They don't have like their splinter <laughs> sort of libertarian <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. They yeah. have to join the mainstream right. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's super interesting, but it, it is kind of a. Um, it's like almost a, a counter-cultural conservatism. Yeah. Like, like a lot of these, yeah, conservatism yeah. is well, the new Paul, punk. Paul like, we're the real rebels. But, yeah. like, but actually, though, because it's like the... the Isn't all these, all the Like vaccine? a lot of Yuli... A lot of Yuli kids, their parents are CDU. Which the Yuli is the young liberals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. FDP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that like a business punk or something? Is that a German magazine or is that an English? Oh, magazine? I've seen that magazine. Yes, it fu- it I think it's German. Out. Yeah, it's, well, it's business punk. It's uh, it's cool when it's in airports. you get rich or something. I don't know. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a real way to stick it to the man is to yeah, become to a become man. the man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. But they they see absolutely no problem with that. Like it, it's it's countercultural in in a kind of sense of like what they're always obsessed with startups because they're like oh i'm gonna be it's like i'm gonna be rich like my dad but i won't have to wear a suit to work like that's the countercultural that's so aspect cool. do we like, have a ball pit yeah we yeah, have okay, a ball cool. pit we can have beers <laughs> i'm at five in or whatever yeah it, it's, a five to keep you there longer that's yeah exactly to keep you there until 10 or later they have absolutely no awareness of that yeah. um yeah it, it's super interesting but my my period my my thought is that they're just kind of like a lot of people insulation enough. I think that's probably happening with the young greens as well. It's just they maybe just have a bit more of a social conscience. Oh, they do. Um, Actually, a lot of the young greens are very yeah. left wing. The, the, green, because the green Youth Party has yeah. Yeah, pretty good politics. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wish they would you, be in D-Linka. Yeah. Yeah. We will talk about it when we get to D-Linka, but unfortunately, I, I think the greens have kind of won this, uh, uh, at least the image of we are the progressive party in terms of anti-racism and feminism. Um, which, despite I think very good efforts on behalf of Dilinka, that that message just hasn't come across. Uh, I think there was like results. They're, they're just caught in the middle between being seen as the party of the old East Germans who like are still going to support coal and aren't going to be environmentally progressive, aren't going to be racially progressive, aren't going to be that progressive on gender, and so like. I think a lot of the young, like the urban youth still thinks of them that way. And then I think you're seeing too many people in the East who used to be very loyal voters think the party's gone too far the other way to try to like court the like the the young, you know, the young urban people. And that that is like in very crude terms, that has become a kind of split of the party that... Julia, yeah. do you want to talk about? No, oh, yeah, definitely. The, that is also a big problem with the image of the left, you know, because on one side, it's like there's like university left, that the ma- latte macchiato left or something like <laughs> how people call it. They, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. that's it's like the name. avocado Tem- toast. Like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's latte macchiato. Champagne, yeah. champagne but that was a slur, yeah. like a, an attack coming from within the own party. Right? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly. so there's, there's yeah. been this big internal division yeah. with one member, Sarah Wagenknecht, uh, uh, accusing some of the party of being, yeah, the, the latte macchiato yeah, yeah, left. Exactly, yeah. um, and so like it created this big rift, which is like pretty boring to people who are outside of the party, but has yeah. been pretty damaging to the party. Mm-hmm. And it's, of course, a bit ironic, as someone aptly pointed out on Twitter, like, oh, uh, hey, Miss Wagenknecht, you better be pretty fucking lucky for all those like latte macchiato sipping people in those two districts in Berlin and one in Leipzig. Yeah. Yeah. The three direct mandates that yeah. means you have Leipzig a job still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So and, like, like she would not she would no longer have a seat in the Bundestag exactly. if it weren't for those like dreaded urban liberal yeah. or like urban leftists. Yeah. But of course this is also like I mean there is like a fair point to to these kind of this kind of critique not coming from Sarah Wagenknecht but in the sense of like having lost the connection especially also in the East um, to the working class 
you know by by like catering to more of kind of like a university or as i said preaching to the choir you know like your leftist group at university yeah, or something this like is a that. general problem there's like not even just like delinka but the German yeah, left. yeah yeah you see I that mean, everywhere yeah. Yeah. yeah and there's also yeah, yeah. just it's just harder to connect with organized labor in the east there's also yeah. less of it but that doesn't hide the fact yeah. that D-Link, it does do actually very poorly with union members. I, so exactly, like I was big, about to say. I was that's about a to huge say, yeah. problem for yeah. a party with and the FD has politics. Been growing, for example. Yeah, the FD has been growing in un- like when it comes to like union members. The and FDP like they, has been growing in union the members. The FD support. You're, you're voting against your yeah. own interests. They had yeah, one of the <laughs> largest increases in support from union members. Damn, that's yeah. crazy. The largest, what wasn't it? They are reading business punk I have no clue. They're blowing this up. It's the kamikaze strategy to union. Yeah. No, but seriously, yeah, that's interesting because, like, I mean, the SPD, they, they, uh, even the SPD still has, like, I think, a better like gain than than the left has yeah. right now with union members. So I mean, I, I, I'm gonna zoom out a little bit because I know Spasbender hasn't done an episode on Dilinka as of yet, really. But like, the the problem. I have with Wagenknecht's argument that I think everyone in this room agrees with is she kind of pitched it as either or. Whereas yeah. it's very obvious the future of Die Linga is... Um, both. Both, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, the, they're the part... Like, as far as I remember the breakdown, they are the party of, like, academics. Like, the most people in, like, who are kind of, like, college professors, especially in... U- Humanities? No? AFD. AFD, yeah. No, AFD, well, in no, terms that's, of the, that's elected in, members. In terms of the uh, elected, elected no, members. Okay. And people who vote for the party. Really? Mm-hmm, yep. Okay. Most people but, with PhDs vote for the party. Oh, no, no, no. Most academics have been hired by a college. Like, actually still work for oh. college. Oh, uh, you mean yeah, yeah, professors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, professors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and that's like, and that's obviously coming from the cities as well. Yeah, for and, sure. And that's where that youth vote is also kind of coming from. It's like the the college socialist. Like, first of all, I love the Germans can't just say latte. It always has to be latte macchiato. So we just we get the really long term of latte macchiato socialist. I mean, you is know what latte is? So no, it's okay. all being like, okay. like yeah. this. Uh, well, <laughs> and it's uh, all latte macchiatos in this country are virtually identical to Milch Cafe. Anyway, so I'm just like. <laughs> so we're outing ourselves as those people. Oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. I but drink like, gas so station coffee. No, like I'm definitely like I'm scum I mean, of like, the earth. The the workerist focused like Linka thing or like Vaca Connect thing has always been so fucking bullshit because like what do, you, what do you who do you fucking think Lenin was? Like Lenin was a fucking bourgeois like liberal kind of shit. Like he was just knew how to talk to the working class, and that's the problem we have. It's just like we have like a group of like city urban like intellectuals we also still have a lot of like precarious voting for link a lot of people who are like gig workers and stuff um and like there's been inroads made with nurses as far as i'm burned like yeah that's been the one strength of organized labor for link has been the some of the service and the the healthcare workers but like it's 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 i think the problem is you just have like this huge group of people this nice solid base of that urban intellectual left but the the problem is they don't know how to speak to the what basically union left yeah. like whatever you want to call yeah. it it should be like it would be interesting to look into mecklenburg vorpommern to see like how because the linker had a good like result there not mm. not as much as they wanted to of course they expect like they wanted more to maybe like ourselves the spd but of course that didn't work out so mecklenburg vorpommern was reigned by groko yeah basically so it was cdu and spd and Die Linke now, as I said, after like in their press statement uh, about the results that they now want to focus on the state that they were doing well in, which is Berlin and Mecklenburg-Vorpommern. Um, of course, uh, the both that had state elections um, during the federal elections. Yeah. Um, but Schwesig, so the 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 had uh, the minister pr- uh, president of of um, Mecklenburg-Vorpommern. Said that she wants to, yeah, who's from the SPD exactly, wants to keep the GroKo alive. So she will first talk to the CDU, even though, which is interesting, the users and the Links Solid, which is like one of the use groups of the Link, there too. So, like, of course, there are. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on, yeah, Yeah. Links Solid and users um, wrote an open letter to both of their parties saying, like, okay, we want to get the CDU out of this, you know, but. I mean, it's not like Schwesig would listen. So right now, there are like, yeah. I find it really funny Coalition that... Coalition talks, yeah. Yeah, I find it really funny that Olaf Scholz brought her on stage during the victory, like, lap. 
Like the immediately, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they uh, won, like the very next morning, because he went she on to won, the stage. Like it was a big. I know, yeah. but he brought on. He brought on. Gifai was up there yeah, too. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah, because yeah. those are two big wins again for exactly. the SPD. Like they won everything this election, basically. It was so weird yeah. because I'm just like, well, why is she up there? Like, who is that? Yeah, and then immediately <laughs> him going and saying after that, like, we are not gonna like he's sp- like in the same speech, yeah. going and saying like it's clear, uh, the people have spoken. We will not be working with the CDU. It is time for them to go in the opposition. It's like the woman next to you is going to be going into a girl yeah, code. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, and the woman next to you on the right <laughs> is like going to possibly go into one of the most psychotic coalitions in a city where her own party hates her. Yeah. Where her own party yeah. has campaigned for red, red, green, and has campaigned against Francisca Giffey being like, which thank you for letting me pronounce that name right after all these years. I always years. said Giffey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the SPD in Berlin has specifically said to Francisca Giffey, we want to continue red, red, green, and uh, she is probably going to ignore them for a fucking uh, a traffic light coalition, which in Berlin would be disastrous that because would be wild. anything of good housing policy then becomes out the window. Because the FDP is going to get their wish of like, yeah, like if I says she wants to build more, we're going to build more. We're not going to specify what these apartments are. They're going to be these garbage fucking luxury apartments we have like right down the street here that look like the garbage that they build in Phoenix, Arizona. You know, yeah. before we before we dive into the housing implications, is there anything else to add on either the federal or the state level? Or should we should we get back to some fun facts about the federal level at the end and keep going housing? My least favorite stat is that more people voted for Enteignen in Mitte and at a higher percentage than in Lichtenberg. What? Mm. Lichtenberg, the district, of course, that elected, um, what's her name, with the Direktmandat to one of the three Linka yeah. people with, yeah, the, yeah, with yeah. the direct mandate. Maybe they were like, uh, <laughs> what should you enteignen? Because I already live like in a... In a, in a, you know, in a, in a whole... Casino <laughs> Lutsch from... from yeah. 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 Maybe they believed those lies about like Genossenschaften being expropriated or something. But they did like deep organizing. The campaign went yeah. into every block yeah, of Genossenschaften. These are like the cooperatively owned housing blocks in my neighborhood and that's why i'm obsessing about this statistic <laughs> but Fair they enough. literally went into every block door to door canvassed them like through and through sure. they they turned people they did this yeah. like long work of convincing people and so i was just a little bit upset to see that yeah that's yeah weird. but the thing is like lichtenberg also goes all the way up north to like the to the very border of berlin and so up there you get single family houses and it's like super it's pretty wealthy and cdu vibes same with like Mitte, Mitte, the north, the north part <laughs> of Mitte is actually anymore. just like vetting, yeah. like more yeah. Yeah. So right. it's like yeah. it's all, even though there's right. like wealthy urban people in the center, oh. there's also some more like your sort of. Thanks, Ted. I feel better now. <laughs> I, but I, I, I live in I live in Gesundbrunnen, which is Mitte, and right. they're very like pro uh, um because that's like. The whole thing of like, oh, vetting comped, like gentrification is coming to vetting. It was like, yeah, but just forget about Gazunbrunnen. Like everyone's just like crossing their fingers of like, if I see a Pokeball shop, I'm going to murder. Yeah. I'm going postal. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> entire... class, so come on. Yeah. <laughs> but like uh, um, the, uh, what is my favorite thing? I think, I, I think the other thing to like take in mind with all of that kind of stuff is there was a, there seemed to be a great deal, of, especially in Berlin, of tactical voting um, of, yeah. There's a lot of people who switched from D-Linka to Greens, and I don't think they're like any less like regular D-Linka voters. It was just like, please not Giffy was basically. I think but at the same time, a lot of Green voters switched to D-Linka. Yeah. There's actually Good. more, according to the <laughs> according to the data from Tagesschau, there were actually of current D-Linka voters. There were more more current D-Linka voters came from the Greens last time than came from Linka last time. 63,000 people stayed Linka Linka, 79,000 went green Linka. And so like, and so at the same time, yeah, like 88,000 did leave Linka to go green and the greens Mm. managed to hang on to 78,000. But it's still like, it's still a pretty funny result. Sure. Do we want to back up a bit and just say 
what the bright spot was that happened right. on this election is our, night. This is our, our main cause for celebration at the live show. The main thing that, that gave us some kind of energy was the triumph, uh, pretty resoundingly, more so than even its proponents and uh, campaigners had hoped for, was about a 56% victory for Deutsche Wohnen and Cohen Eignen. We both of our podcasts have done episodes with Tom before, I believe. So yeah. you guys, you guys yeah. probably know about this. Yeah. Um, so this was huge. This has, you know, been attracting a bunch of international attention in the run up to it, and um, it passed. People want this mm. by a huge margin. <laughs> yeah, that's um, not not surprising. I mean, like uh, this is this is the kind of thing that's been that happens with like every left party in every country is like the whole like you ask people about the policies and they agree with it well berlin seems to be the only place that has ever put that theory really into practice beyond like a basic survey Mm -hmm. um because this was a delinka ish kind of policy they were the the only party who fully endorsed it they had like they campaigned behind it as well the greens at the last minute put stickers on the berlin greens Uh, put stickers that that said yeah but like (laughs) do you think it had actual big posters that said like the whole thing was voted like even and and What's his name? Klaus Lederer, who yeah. is yeah, um, senator for yeah mayor culture. and senator for yeah. culture and Europe uh, in Berlin. Um, actually, also men- mentioned it afterwards. You know, he, like that was one of the only parties mentioning it, saying like, okay, now yeah. now what whatever is the outcome of the coalition in Berlin, they have to deal with the law. They have to you know they have to make like a bulletproof. They have to introduce a bu- bulletproof law for this um, expropriation. Mm. Uh, so, do you say so- socialization? You can say socialization. Okay. It's Vergesellschaft. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, act. So, yeah. Yeah. I think the funniest thing, too, is seeing local SPD politicians campaigning on it as well. Because the SPD never endorsed it as a yeah. party. Yeah. But there were individual people in local areas, particularly in, so like, like, you know, Kreuzberg, <laughs> Neukölln, you know, areas. Their membership the good ones. was behind yeah, it yeah. as well. Their membership was behind it. Yeah. Kevin Kuna was behind it for a split second. Then changed <laughs> his mind because he has to get, you know, cozy up to get to Francisca Giffey. Yeah. And there was something that was really, uh, 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 where we, uh, Ted and I <laughs> grabbed a beer when we were planning for the show yeah. and afterwards Rob and I went over to go listen to this guy who was speaking across the way. This guy was like playing music or whatever. And it was an SPD rally for a really small one to the local politician. And the SPD came guy came out and said that like, we are a socialist party. We are for all these things that then are something like things that like the link a campaign for on a national level, which is like, you're in the wrong yeah. party, but whatever mm. I'll deal. Like I'm, I'm fine with the S- SPD having radical members, you know, on, uh, in every, you know, branch of its party, like good for them who was very explicit about then. It's like, we are like, I am pro and this and that and that I'm in the SPD. We want to then create Berlin as like a city for, you know, the people who live here. And I think it's very interesting that then that you have this break of, I would say probably a decent majority of people who are within this party in it's maybe not the leadership, but then who are elected officials within like the Berlin level Mm. of its politics, who um, possibly could put a lot of stress on Giffey and uh, not like again remember because she's going to want to do a traffic light coalition she's mentioned it multiple times that she does not want to do the 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 red red green because as was done whenever yeah, there was a red, currently red, in berlin there is a red red, there is green, a red, red green led by the spd but someone a bit more amenable to it Michael yeah. Müller. yeah yeah uh, or uh, morgan stan the uh, russian <laughs> rapper stan, the russian yeah. rapper <laughs> but the thing that's so funny about it is that um uh like her party like immediately came to her like the day after the election said that we don't want a coalition with Amper. she immediately yeah. softened her stance yeah, yeah. as well yeah. she was like yeah, yeah. well we'll have to see she knows about, that then about the, yeah. the, the legislation we'll have to see about like how that works out and you're like wait a second <laughs> yeah. oh, that's, that's new <laughs> and uh she i think one is going to show that then how weak of a of a mayoral candidate she was that then that she's so uh like just SPD success in Berlin has nothing to do with her. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it's, and it's yeah. relatively not success because this is an election between 2017 and 
And now, 2021, where there mm. was a huge swing at the national level to the SPD, in normal circumstances, you'd expect that to reflect itself at the local level, too, yeah. for someone else that's running. Like, you're kind of classic, like, like you say, coattails in, amount in America. Yeah, I mean, we or had like a Mecklenburg down to, problem. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That, that showed up, that showed up yeah. there. Every state bar, Bavaria and Baden-Württemberg, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah, huge inflows to the Love SPD. <laughs> and so you'd think that, like, if you were just kind of a replacement-level candidate, just a very bland just a just a face with SPD next to it. Nothing special. No big deal. <laughs> you would then probably, in most circumstances, get your vote share increased just by the success of your national chancellor candidate, Olaf Scholz. That did not happen with Giffey at all. Uh, the Greens actually came pretty close to beating her, and early exit polls showed that they might. Um, yeah. We all got quite excited at the show about that. That got edged oh, away as yeah. they actually counted the votes. But for it to have been that close for a party that surged to such success on the national level. And, you know, this is a baseline pretty SPD city. So you'd think, okay, well, if there's a surge of success on the national level, an already pretty SPD city should be like dominant SPD. And that was not the case at yeah. all. Oh, so like yeah. her running to the right strategy, I think we can say like, isn't successful, even yeah. even on its own terms. Like it's yeah. just, it's not a vote getter. Yeah, yeah. I, w I would say then one last thing too about then, the thing that I think that Giffy was going to kind of bank on was this like build strategy of yeah. looking at how red, red, green is where if you guys ever notice how they report about red, red, green, it's never the fact of it's like the fault of the SPD. It's always the fault of the Greens and yeah. moreover the fault of that, that they're in a coalition with the radical SED party <laughs> and all that blame falls on to Dilinka, which mm. while there are and then I, know, I, I hate to harp back on to Dilinka as well. I do think that then a lot of the reason why Dilinka did horribly, yes, internal problems, the fact that they don't go and speak to who they need to speak to, the fact that they are, you know, bleeding support for all of their mishaps, for the fact of their unorganization, lack of party discipline, you know, whatever Very you name it. bad party marketing bad as well. Party we'll keep marketing. going. Let's Thanks name 10 more reasons. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing of the matter is that then that Germany's media is a incredibly conservative like as a as a whole on whether it be local or yeah. the national level is very much swaying to the fact that the cdu is the permanent governing uh, uh party mm -hmm. that all of the media is right center right if not in some cases bid like borderline far-right extremist bullshit yep. and the scariest thing to them these people who remember all have ties to the cdu yeah. is a governing coalition with a party who's openly anti-capitalist yeah they started the scare tactic just like in the in the run-up to the race yeah. like it really went full court press on like this is going to be like the links rush like this like yeah, yeah. move oh, to the yeah. left it was like yeah. it was like there was going to be like a ddr 2.0 like Everything was going to go to shit if if they took over, um, and like obviously that was silly in the first place to I scare that so. much about it. But I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> sounds really nice. <laughs> yeah, they made it sound so nice. Yeah, they were like they're going to expropriate all these bad businesses. It's going to yeah. be hell. I was like, wait, it could be cool. Um, but just last thing on this is, yep. I agree with what you're saying, Nick, about the media being like deeply conservative and biased uh, against the you know even the vague left and especially the like. What people call the extreme tried left, to but brand the Greens as like a yeah. communist party, yeah, yeah. Like. but like, but that is an issue that every like center left to left party has to contend with in almost every country. So like, I agree that that's a big factor. No, I think in but the I US, think, I think the left deludes itself when it when it just will accept loss after loss after loss and say, well, it's the right wing media, and it's like. Well, that's true, but like you need to recognize that hurdle and address it, and either like get your arguments into the media, sure. make your own media prominent enough. Like that hurdle is there; you need to clear it. You can't just keep blaming your loss on like there oh, was that hurdle. I there mentioned was that hurdle. like seven things that were already then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, I mean, yeah, yeah. I agree yeah. with you. I just think like it's important for people on the left to not take this sort of permanent loser mentality. I think yeah. Yeah. like it's so also international media us. too is also. I mean, like the left just globally is like i mean capital's a global thing left-wing parties globally get a bad like i mean look at what happened uh 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 one of like the most recent examples of of you know modern left-wing victories 
was the you know referendum in Greece and the vote in you know to bring uh, Syriza in a like social democratic party mm. was ousted out yes again internal problems this and that and that yeah, yeah. but every single thing that then was reported in every single international the media even, the guardian right? yeah. economist financial times you know pinned them as a communist party that was going to like they ruin did Greece. not want to do austerity yeah. either <laughs> which they did but <laughs> uh they like and then you had these open uh you know literally like i think the economist endorsed new democracy <laughs> like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have this in like i think to a lesser extent you see it too with how international media portrays germany in a similar sense of left-wing parties it's just that there isn't one that then's i think strong like we've had this conversation on corner speech that then the peripheral european countries have stronger radical left-wing movements because of their histories but my like my ultimate concern would have been like what would then have red red green on a national level looked like in like international press it would have looked like that like greece is coming to germany or whatever you would have seen these bizarre fucking GDR is back, baby. yeah exactly <laughs> and they played that out you know of kind of showing you what that would look like for the fear of that then like you don't like i do think that then like it is a massive factor that then does offer a lot of deterrence of people that then who are like on the fence of even voting green, you know, that's then like, oh, okay, maybe I don't need to like the greens radical. They have their radical, you know, uh, uh, roots, this and that and that, uh, like I'll, I'll play it safe. SPD is as far left as I'll go. And a lot of people in Germany do think that way because of these like outward influences. Yes. They're never going to vote like the Linke, but there yeah, they is want to see themselves, People want to be like be perceived as fundamentally like reasonable people. However, I think it puts Die Linke in a very tricky spot yeah. because both the SPD going way back and the Greens going not quite as far back do have these like very radical histories. So like people can like say with a straight face like I'm a Marxist, but I don't support you know. Or I'm going to vote for Olaf Scholz or like, or yeah, like I'm an eco-socialist. I want Baerbock to be in there. Like that's not the majority of the party, but their history and their branding gives people enough space to operate in there who want to consider themselves more radical. I think there's, there's like two things to consider because like Ted's right to a certain extent that like basically you're going to be tarred with the like USSR brush if you're like remotely left in any country. But Germany does have the added benefit of like half this country or well physically less than half but still of this country was a part of the second world like that just has a bit more gravitas when that's like gets thrown around in the press especially for certain people out in the west like you was saying earlier the other thing that i just get reminded of and particularly why i think giffy's strategy was very interesting is that i remember in the trial debate the like only one i watched really um when like the moderators went to Baerbach of just like, oh, but you know, you want to work with Die Linke and Baerbach is basically forced to say, oh, that's only in Berlin. That answer sucks. That answer sucks to hear for <laughs> anyone regardless yes. of your position. That will just like, for the left wing of her party that just comes across as weak, for the right wing of like her party or anyone to the right mm-hmm. of the Greens, that just sucks. That just like, that yeah. looks weak. That looks like a pathetic excuse kind of thing. And if Giffy had come out or Giffy or whatever had come out being like, I want to continue the red, red, green, yeah. they would have beat the living shit out of Olaf Scholz. But that's that. like what Berlin <laughs> yeah. is or what it's treated as is like this oh, like petri yeah. dish of like yeah. radical like Uh-oh. growth and like yeah. everyone yeah. in Everybody Germany is scared. Growing up on NRV, what did you think like Neukölln would be like? Like did you hear scare stories about that? Because like I know people, I know people that are like from different parts of Germany yeah. and you meet them and they're like, like, I mean, you always obviously moved here and, like, know what the city's about. But, I mean, like, if you heard stuff growing up about, like, what a hellhole Berlin was. Because I've met, I've honestly spoken to a German yeah. from, I forget, they were from, like, one of the better off places in, in NRV, I think. Yeah. But they said, they were like, oh, like, you're, you go out in Neukölln? Like, isn't that, isn't that a no-go zone? I know like, people. straight-faced yeah. Yeah. question, which is, yeah. like, one of the most gentrified yeah. neighborhoods in Berlin. I know, like, a person, <laughs> I won't say who, um, but... They were like going through Neukölln with me, visiting basically, and then saying like, "Oh yeah, but this is like really <laughs> stop laughing, <laughs> really like a Parallelgesellschaft, isn't it? Like you know, this idea of like pa- like parallel, parallel society, society, yeah, a Brennpunkt, yeah, yeah. All of which this. is horrible because Clan, that was Hochburg, actually yeah, all of it. That was actually that was a book that written, written by, by yeah, Theo Sarrazin. The, the English translations there are are yeah, p- parallel societies or a social burning point or a 
yeah. a clan, like a, a, clan a, a clan, an area of a lot of clan activity. <laughs> the, yeah. the idea that predominantly and, Muslims exist in like a separate society exactly. from the rest of Germans. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there was a book written by an SPD member who is now not an SPD member anymore because the party kind of like kicked it out in a very yeah Yeah, they kicked it out in a slow very slow process like years after that book uh he was um he was actually i think was a mayor of neukölln actually i don't know who voted for that guy but well um, who else was gifai comes from yeah i know i know i know i'm sorry the southern part of neukölln is very conservative oh yeah yeah within the ring that are like the the we have nazis in neukölln yeah there used to be so many npd posters in neukölln yeah. There's, there's parts of Neukölln that Udo. are like, populated by like uh, <laughs> recent moves from Baden-Württemberg that won't go yeah. like slightly east to the part that's yeah. like of like Turkish yeah. migration mm-hmm. background. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah. I think Definitely. that too, though, in but the, the powerful sense thing, of Neukölln, though, we did is great in in this time. Like uh, we gained seats for the for the Rathaus Neukölln, <laughs> which uh-huh. is also station. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. no, so. and I think that one of the coolest things that actually Die Linke did is that the thing that they're very good on the local level in Neukölln. Oh, it's a Ferrat. Yeah, yeah. Ferrat Kocak is yeah. now uh, one of the the, the members, yes. and the party has, I think, the largest members of representation, or of, or of, the, yeah. the word's horrible. In German, it translates as migration of migration background. migration background, and Die Linke is now we can say all the bad things that we want about them. They are incredibly good on the local level, yeah. particularly in larger cities, of like being one the only anti-racist party, uh, regardless of how racist some of the members on the national level are, um, of making I think people feel seen. Because I think someone like Ferat Kocak, or mm-hmm. as he's known on, on Instagram, Dan Icona, mm-hmm. of really being a guy who just goes out. I mean, oh, he's, yeah. he's kind of goofy. Like he's, but he's, he's a, a regular. Cool he talked yeah. he yeah. at the summer camp. He yeah, has like yeah. a, he he's has rad. A, he's very charismatic. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, like regardless of what you think of, like the, yeah, yeah. the 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 Brandenschläger, uh, the fire, like the setting on fire, like leftist cars and shit like that, yeah, yeah. or like about, um, yeah, about anything that that mm-hmm. was going on in Neukölln. He was there. He he was active. And, and exactly, and that's the type of politic that then, like on a local level, especially within a group that, that then feels the not time. seen, the only part that then is doing that of people that then are from internally within that community who feel politically seen are like it's cool that then that at least at least at least the victory that we can see is that people like him are getting into government who can um you know push whatever push for and i then yeah it's just a matter of if they can get enough people enough talented politicians to make up for some of these more structural issues especially with the need to to clear the threshold um i think yeah, like you said, they're they're expanding into more multicultural areas. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of like, are they going to lose older people in the east at a faster rate than they I gain? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Other people. I'm just saying that's the yeah. tension, yeah, and yeah, those yeah. are the forces yeah. at play. Like I think that when you have charismatic people, I think that when you have charismatic people who are you know young and engaged like that, who do actually speak in a normal, fun, working class manner, and this doesn't mean like in an influencer sense, or whatever, but this means in a sense of then like an engaging politic. I think that people like Ferak Kocak. Or, um, you know, all like the other, you know, local, the, I'm using him as the best example because yeah. he is the most online and like <laughs> one of the best. Um, no, because he's, <laughs> yeah, he, he really is one that then I see people, people who are like not politically active yeah. follow. Yeah, yeah. And he like, there, there is, I think at least a sense of hope within this party of then mm. reaching then a community that then, yeah, like it's working class in a way that then Jeremy does not know how to traditionally, traditionally deal with because it's not white. It's not t- typically one that then is in a trade union. It's not this. It's it's not that and it's like transformative in a maybe a small regard he has a future for this party i think that yeah. then that, that then that like can be acknowledged from the party heads of like oh okay yeah this tactic works on a local level we can maybe implement this and in other places great in berlin actually if you yeah. look at everything like first of may like migrantifa etc etc like this kind of you know movement in it's going to look different yeah. everywhere. Yeah. The too whole problem, of, of course, politics. is like actually trying to get those movements to to build into electoral strength, yeah, yeah, which yeah. was kind of the theory <laughs> of change of Die Linke that they're going to be like the quote party of the yeah. movements, and that yeah. will propel them to electoral success. Yep. That obviously didn't quite didn't happen work. this time, but no, I, I agree. There, there's some probably probably some bright spots at the yeah. local level, and I, yeah. I should yeah. say that just this this whole talk about Berlin, right, is like is mm. in many ways it's it's a bit of an exception to the rest of Germany, of course, yeah. and like. 
the rest of Germans are cognizant of that and see it as this like very weird outlier. And so like yeah, that's yeah. why what it's like, oh, those crazy Berliners are going to do red, red, green. Like, yeah. well, we could never you have that at the, at the national level. <laughs> yeah. Like it seemed yeah. it seemed yeah. beyond the pale. And like like we said, it wasn't mathematically possible anyway, but it was yeah. a I wouldn't say it was a various a very successful scare tactic, but I bet it made a dent. Um, yeah. I should I do just want to close out a little bit by talking a tiny bit more about Enteignen because it relates to this Berlin issue and the red, red, green and the government we're going to see here. Like, so, Michelle, you spoke with Tom recently, right? And there's this issue where the the referendum itself is, is non-binding. non-binding. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's a bit this big, like, sort of legal process. But at the end of the day, despite all these rules and all this back and forth and as invested as everyone was in it, it's not like now there's automatically a law that's just on the books no. because of this. So, like, no. given that now the, like, almost certain mayoral mayor of Berlin from the SPD who wants to do a coalition with other parties that don't support Indignen now that it's almost certain that she'll be in there what is the Indignen plan if any for how to go forward from here basically this is the absolute beginning of this process like it's funny to come off of a win and come off of these like rounds of signature collecting um, and like getting a lot of like public attention and like momentum mm. and now to literally be at square one they do have this like legislation suggestion that's been put forth it would be really easy if they had the votes for it to just accept that yeah. proposed legislation and vote on it like if they like were to if Giffy, Giffy were to do red red green and have the support they could literally just vote on it and like get the process going that's obviously not going to happen for reasons that we talked about <laughs> um and so i think the campaign is looking to keep their structures intact and continue this mobilization and really force kind of the legislation to be battled out to to try and to try and push it through it's it's going to be extremely difficult but um they're so well organized and they they I don't know, I think I think they have a real shot at it. They were yeah. out, out the gate with press releases Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. They were aware that this could happen, right? They weren't like caught off guard. It's not oh, like no, they, they knew this the campaign is... or like, please enact it now. No, like, no, no. They they, this on. is what they were expecting. I mean yeah. this is yeah. Despite weird people on Twitter who seem to think that like they don't know what they're going to do now. Yeah, they they they've been preparing they, for this. Well, it, it went the the coverage of this went from oh my god, radical communist proposal, evil, going to destroy the free market. This mm. can never happen, and Eigen will be a disaster. And then the day after it passed with a, over a million votes, by far the most popular referendum in Berlin history. Mm. Uh, now it's oh that was non-binding. That didn't matter at all. Uh, that actually <laughs> didn't count. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- pay this no mind. It's like. Why were you waging a several month scare campaign about this if it's so unimportant? Yeah. The other the other thing that I I, I want to say because uh, um, it's interesting because like where a corner spatey is technically about like European politics, we're very about like outward facing and making sure that like people from all across the world is trying to understand what's happening here rather than thinking you know Europe is this erudite paradise that where everything is fine. Uh, um, and I think Yulia has said before that we are effectively an American podcast that just exists in Berlin. <laughs> um, uh, the interesting thing Same. is just like how much or how little press I feel like this is getting internationally. Yeah. Like I know a lot of very clued in socialists in America, in Ireland, in the UK, in France and stuff like that. And with the exception of those who have been in Berlin or been in Germany within the like last year, do not know this is happening. Financial papers wrote a lot about it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Financial yeah, yeah. papers. Yeah, but that's uh, that's capitalist. Like left, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. talking about le- left. Yeah. But they are starting right now after this like passed now to get like interested in the whole. Yeah, thing, and, and the kind of the housing like activist that. bubble, which kind of like yeah. intersects with architecture parts of the internet and like all of the like urban planning yeah, like sure. that yeah. urbanist oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah like all of these kind of like interest groups have latched on to this because they see the headline and they're like wait what the <laughs> hell does that mean <laughs> like that, yeah. is that going it, to happen i think you put it very well that it's a starting but i can't place. speculate yeah. anymore 
No, no, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But it's it's, oh, it's no, I mean, unambiguous. My, my financial good assets, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there we go. Yeah. Greed um, is good, right? <laughs> I think I think that about does it. Unless you guys have anything yeah. else to add about yeah. the selection, we should just say yeah. Thanks again to everyone that came out in person on Sunday. Oh yeah, that was so fun. Oh, yeah, Thank you. Fun. <laughs> that was great. For anyone yeah. who wasn't they said there. it was the busiest night they'd ever had, and it was a jazz bar. So two <laughs> random podcasts gave a Berlin jazz bar their biggest night I ever. I no shit, because I came late, and I saw the line out, like, the entire bar packed out front. I was like, oh, it's that's the wrong place. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I came late. Uh, it was, oh. uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it's still up on twitch.tv forward slash corner spatey. You can we'll watch it, the yeah. whole thing uh, and skip through and hear our lovely voices. I believe we had, see my lovely hat. Yeah, the hat. There was a hat cam. People were talking about the hat cam. Uh, was there a hat cam? Yeah. There was basically a hat, there was a there was a camera pointed at the slides, but your uh, Ted's hat was getting in the way a lot of times. People were calling it a hat cam. Um, four yeah, hours of hat cam. Four hours of hat cam. In the beginning, uh, was your back? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, it was a lot on my back in the yeah. beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Love uh, that. Um, the shout out to the prime minister of uh, of of uh, Slovenia. Slovenia for <laughs> retweeting a oh, photo yeah. of me pointing at a picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. Our friend James, who's a journalist, tweeted a photo of uh, our presentation that we were doing, which then got picked up by like the Populism Updates account, which is a pretty big account. And yeah. then the prime minister of Slovenia saw that and then retweeted <laughs> it. So a random photo from this Wait, little bar in Neukölln and our podcast show <laughs> got picked up by the prime minister of Slovenia. Wow, and as we have, As we have pointed out in our podcast episode about Jansha, uh, the prime minister of Slovenia, man yeah. can't fucking post to save his life because he retweeted yeah. a retweet of an image. So you couldn't yeah. see the image on his tweet. You would have to like yeah. click it. Yeah. And he was talking. Yeah. It was also a image. graphic that you can just oh, get on the Tiger exactly. website. Exactly. It, it, we didn't make it. Like, yeah. It's a, a um, so shout out to our new Slovenian listener. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that about does it. Thank you for joining. Thank you. Corner Spatey crew for coming on. No um, oh, Thanks I just want to leave us with one, with one important note. Actually, oh. they did a poll of if only migrants in Germany who don't have voting rights voted yeah. in the election, how would yeah. the seats turnout have been? DKP number one. It would be <laughs> the Greens in the lead with 199, the SPD with 161, Union with 129, and Linke with 109. And that means zero seats for the FDP or AFD. Yeah. And that means yes. there would be actually a coalition for like a, a Linke Green uh, sorry, there'd be a majority for a Linke Green coalition, a slight oh, wow. one, and a dominant majority for a red, red, green in that world. So, Germans, you know, give us the right to vote. Yeah. We will save you from give the right wing hellscape that your country is right becoming. Yeah, exactly. I want to yes, keep them. Yeah, anyone who has a no. German, yeah. you have yeah. seen what you've done. You guys, you guys have had a good run of it, but we just want to see if yeah. we can do it a little differently. Maybe we can yeah. mix things up. Yeah, we'll do it better. It's fine. Yeah, we can we can govern better than you. It's okay. D or Obama, sweep. I mean, I mean, you took the Amer- you like you let the Americans design your constitution. Why not let them just vote for your parliament? Exactly. Like, yeah, and also the Irish. I, <laughs> Julie has a shocked look I on her face right now. I think about the Americans voting in these polls. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, you know, Americans are only 100% FTP. Yeah. <laughs> There's something terrible like yeah. that. It's literally the, the Jeb of just like yeah, across Germany. Wins. Yeah, Jeb wins, but it's FTP. I, I have say, a- you let the Americans design your constitution. Why not let all of the foreigners vote? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, sounds better. Yes. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, that All about right. covers it. I that think. wraps it up. Thanks, we... guys. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having us. Bye. Bye. Ciao.